Hi, this is Becky out in uh, California, Silicon Valley. <laughs> We're on the news a lot lately for all the flooding and the waters. Um, a Denon program, 40 years, and I certainly qualify to um, be uh, talking about the 100-pounder. I, um, <clears throat> I have spoke on this meeting a lot, and I will never say no to service whenever I'm asked to speak, so bear with me. I know you've probably heard my story before. However, I always ask God to speak through me because sometimes there's so much to talk about um, when you've been beaten up by the food your whole entire life that, you know, you just can't always cover everything. Um, I came into um, OA originally when I was 30 years old, and I was at that time 220 pounds. I um, am 5 feet 5, probably shrinking a little bit, but so far I haven't really noticed. Um, I have released and I've been abstinent 17, going on 18 years. I've released 220 pounds. Um, the highest number I saw on the scale was 350, 355. And I've been maintaining 135 pounds uh, for, um, you know, it took me probably a year and a half to release uh, my weight. Um, so, <clears throat> I always weigh myself once a week. Um, I'm always within two pounds of, of what I should weigh. Um, when I came into OA years ago, I never expected, um, you know, at that time when I first lost and, and released weight, it was exciting and 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 I heard the speakers speak and boy they sure inspired me and I wanted to know what to eat and I got myself a sponsor and um, you know it was it was pretty quick probably six or seven months it was it was just so exciting to go out and get new clothes and and I had real long hair and I cut my hair, and it was like I became a, a new a new me. Um, you know, to, to pedal back a little bit, I was born in a family of six uh, six girls. I was number five, so I was the uh, you know um, second youngest, and I had four older sisters. And um, you know, to feel at odds, you know. Um, I was the only one that had had a weight problem, so you can imagine the resentment um, I had. Um, you know, as the years went on, <clears throat> my mom felt really bad that I was thirty pounds um, overweight, which is so funny um, because you know, back when I was uh, thirteen. I was only 30 pounds overweight. My mom didn't want me to go to high school um, overweight. She didn't want me to be picked on because I was picked on for having, you know, 20, 25 pounds uh, through the grade, grade, grade school years. You know, I was picked on by the boys. The girls really weren't mean, mean to me. You know, so I wasn't, you know, heavily obese. 
but this disease has no end to it. It knows no uh, finish. It, you know, it, it doesn't say, well, when you top out at 200, we'll leave you alone. Um, so, you know, I went through high school at 135, 5'5", and, and, you know, wearing a size 6 and 8, but I, 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 I had really low self-esteem from the early school years in, in school. On hot days, my legs, when I was like, you know, 7, 8 years old, you know, my legs would get blisters from um, rubbing together from the heat, and I'd end up in the nurse's office. You know, I, I, I can remember just, you know, um, putting cornstarch on my legs, and I'd hate it when, the, when it was hot outside. Um, you know, my mom having so many girls, she assigned all of us a job in the house, and I was the one assigned to clean off uh, the dinner plates and, uh, when, when dinner was done. And my older sisters, none of them being a, a, a food addict or or a problem with food, they did not eat all their food. And a lot of the food on those plates ended up in my mouth. I thought about food all the time. I thought everybody thought about food all the time. I was obsessed about food. Anytime I could sneak food out of the cupboards and my mom didn't know about it, you know, but, but she did know about it because I was very particular and I would pull out the sugar thing, say, in a, in, in a pastry, and my mom would go in there to serve it with my dad's coffee after dinner, and she could tell that I picked out all the chocolate things that were in, in a pastry, and um, she, she knew it was me. She knew it was me. You know, every every Christmas, uh, she made Italian uh, cookies, a lot of them. And I used to wonder, how many can I steal without her knowing? But I was, I was always busted. You know, the saddest thing is that, <clears throat> and I'm so grateful uh, to, to Bill W., who, who wrote The Twelve Steps. I'm so grateful when they say, find a God of your own understanding. If you're afraid of your higher power, then fire, fire that God. Find, find a, a, a loving, forgiving, wel welcomes you into their arms, uh, a God, a higher power. And, and that was so important to me when I came into OA and understood that because growing up and my parents sending me to uh, a church that was very, you know, um, you're going to burn in hell if you do this, that, and the other. I ended up always being in the confession booth on a Saturday afternoon. And, and what do you think my confessions were? I ate this or I stole food from so-and-so or, you know, it, it was always about the food. Now, how sad is that? And I always thought I was going to go to hell for stealing all this food. Um, to bring everybody up to speed, because, you know, it's hard to tell your whole story in, in, in 20 minutes. Um, <clears throat> I've been married quite a few times. Um, every time I got married, it was like there was always an interior motive to lose weight. 
So I used OA as a diet place. And I used all the people and the speakers as support for my diet. And I used them for my inspiration. And where did that get me? It didn't get me very far. I lost 100 pounds three times and gained it back three times. I mean, this is insane. And it doesn't matter that I thought it was insane. It doesn't matter that I promised myself that I would never do it again. Food always beat me into the ground. Finally, finally, I surrendered 18 years ago. And how did I surrender? Did I surrender because I was beaten into the ground by food? No. I used to leave these meetings when I got my weight off or I got the next husband. You know, there was always that motive. But, but don't give me the big book. I'm not an alcoholic. I was, however, a drug addict. <laughs> I had drugs all the time. My favorite drug was pot pot and and uh you know that's like giving someone a a match and gasoline if you're a you know a, a food addict and i always resonate with food addict and not compulsive eater because you know i never sat and ate a whole bag or a whole cake or a whole box of anything so i never really thought of myself as a compulsive eater i was a grazer I needed to have something in my mouth 24-7 in the middle of the night or right before I went to sleep. Oh, if I didn't eat, eating was like a sedative to me. If I ate right before I went to sleep, God, I slept like a baby. I couldn't stand being stuffed. So that's why I grade. So it doesn't matter how we come into these rooms, bulimic, restrictor, um, overeating, um, binging. The, the thing is, I had a problem with food. Um, so when I came back in 18 years ago, I haven't left. I joined a lot of big book studies. I started to change the words in the AA book from alcohol to food, I started to say to myself that I did think like uh, about food the way Bill thought about alcohol. And I ate, and I couldn't stop like Bill couldn't stop. But, you know, the secret was that I really never understood the big book. I never went through the steps with the sponsor. Um, and I, I always left the rooms because of that ulterior motive. Finally. I accepted that I had a problem with food. Um, you know, to walk around in a 135-pound uh, body, I've been married 22 years, and my husband was the one that came to me and said to me, you know what, I married you at 250 pounds. And by the way, he's, he, he's, he's not a compulsive eater. He's not a food addict. He's not an alcoholic. He's not a drug addict. He's straight as an arrow and very thin. And, and when I make him food, it's all the foods that we don't eat. I give him sugar and flour all the time. I watch him eat sugar and flour. 
one thing I want to say in, in my share, and excuse my voice, um, is life is full of ups and downs. I have had my share of trauma. I have had two sisters die in front of me. I have had my dog, my very first dog, eight years ago, die in front of me, die in my arms. Nothing is promised that you're going to have a wonderful, joyous life by putting the food down. But we got God and we have a higher power, but we got to do the work. And the work is showing up, going through the steps, and then helping someone else that's suffering. You know, my sponsees help me, I think, more than I help them. But when I'm helping them is when I remember who I am and who I'm not. And who I am is I don't care if I'm 135 pounds and I wear size 6 pants. I am a horrible person. I'm not a horrible person. I'm a horrible um, addict when it comes to food. I am a 350-pound person walking in disguise. The world sees me as a thin person, but I know who I am. I can't pick up. Every night I give my dog um, gabapentin, she has seizures, and I put it in peanut butter. I've been giving her peanut butter um, wrapped around my finger, a pill, for the last seven, eight years. She's 12, 13 years old. I, what stands between me and that first fight, number one, is I go to God. I'm consciously praying, meditating. I'm, 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 I'm wired into this program because, see, there is no cure. There is no cure. There's no magic wand. I did not have this wonderful spiritual awakening. What's promised is, is if we help others, it builds an immunity to this disease. And that's what I continue to do is help others. I stay in the big book. I stay in the steps. I repeat them over and over. I am only good as what I put into the day. So you hear that expression, you can't stay clean on yesterday's shower. So you have to really immerse yourself in this program, and that's what I do. Is it hard when I smell certain foods? I do have the obsession removed. I don't obsess about all the things my husband's eating. I know that food will take me out, and I don't want to be taken out by food another minute. I will not give myself to this disease. I will not let it beat me up again. I feel free. I feel happy. I go to bed at night. I lay my head on the pillow. I got a few five minutes. Thank you. You know, I lay my head on the pillow, and I don't hate myself the way I did when I used to eat. God, I used to promise myself that I wouldn't eat the next morning, and I couldn't make it until lunchtime um, being abstinent. One thing I want to say in wrapping it up, accountability was huge. When I got a sponsor 18 years ago, I asked her, 
are you going to leave me after 30 days? And, and, and this was like a tradition. I think it was in O.A. Howell, one of the traditions after 30 days that you're on your own. And she said, no. She says, I'm not, you're always going to call me. You're always going to check in with me. And when I lost all this weight, I looked in the mirror and I said, oh, my God, I've lost 100 pounds three times and gained it back. Now you've lost 220 pounds. What are you going to do as I looked in the mirror? And my sponsor said, you're going to do the same thing you've been doing every day. You're going to weigh and measure your food. I weigh in my measure every morsel that goes in my mouth. Do I think that's drastic? No. I need to know because if I'm weighing four pounds, I'm doing something wrong if I've gone up four pounds. If I'm in within two pounds, I'm okay. Accountability is huge. So my sponsor taught me to weigh and measure what I'm eating, and that's, that's what I do. And so I want to um, thank the speaker getter for asking me to share. Um, don't do this program alone. Never do this program alone. You need to be accountable. Is it hard in the beginning? Yes. This is an addiction. It's horrible. I used to do heroin. I can't even have life insurance because I got hepatitis. Nobody will insure me. You know, this, this food is a drug. And I've done pot. I was really bad getting in car accidents, and I had to go see my dealer. I, I, I couldn't give up pot. I had to give up pot. I used to smoke cigarettes habitually. I had to give all the drugs, all the food. I've been stripped. But I feel saner today because I've got a higher power, and I have all of you, and I've got program, and my life isn't boring. It's sane. Thank you for allowing me to share. I hope I've helped someone realize, please don't do this alone. Please get a sponsor and work the steps. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. <clears throat> Would you like to leave contact information? Yeah, I'm at 650-740-6039. You could always text me. I'll be happy to send you before and after pictures so you can see that I've lost two people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm in Pacific. Becky, do you want to leave a contact, con I mean, uh, a topic for us? Uh, yes. Is um, let's talk about sponsorship. Is 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 does everybody uh, you know? Uh, let's talk about accountability. Is are we all being accountable to a sponsor? Does do, do we see our real a really good connection working with a sponsor? Let's talk about accountability and sponsorship. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. All righty. This is Nan. Oh, let me turn off the recorder.